Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delightful page each day. And today's page, Gitin 50, delivers one of those little nuggets that really kind of just makes you a little bit giddy. Have a listen. Ravina said, Come and hear a proof concerning the question of whether the Mishnah's ruling that payment of a woman's marriage contract is collected from inferior quality land applies only when the woman collects from orphans or if it applies even when she collects from her husband. The proof is from the beginning of our ordinance. Why did the sages say that a woman's marriage contract is collected from inferior quality land? It is because more than a man wants to marry a woman, a woman wants to become married to a man. Now you read a line like that and questions come to your head. And I wanted to address all these questions to this show's producer and current researcher of New York's single dating scene. Hello and welcome back, Quinn Waller. Hi. Never glad to be here as Tablet's (laughs) single dating correspondent, but for you, anything. I, I am sorry. And yet we have Talmudic discussions, Quinn, to uphold because here are the rabbis and they're saying, hey, you know, Marriage, it's a woman's thing because, you know, the women are into getting married and guys really aren't into that. Now, as someone who is uh, empirically researching said dating scene in New York, I'm not going to embarrass you by asking (laughs) you for your own personal opinion. But as a correspondent, as a a reporter and a podcaster and a producer, surely you talk to your friends who presumably are in similar situations. Also on the apps, as the kids say, in your estimation from what you have observed, are the rabbis correct? Okay, so I can't speak to marriage necessarily because none of my friends are at that point. I am not at that point. What I will say is if we're talking about like women are more ready for a commitment, some sort of tangible commitment like marriage than men, I don't think that's true in the context of once you're already in a relationship. All of my friends that are in relationships right now, the men in those scenarios have been the ones pushing to move in together, pushing for like the next step in the relationship. However, the getting into the relationship part, I think is more woman driven. I think the cliche that like men don't really wanna settle down is like kind of true at this age, especially in New York. But it's just like, it's so hard to pin men down. It's so hard to pin men down in the beginning stages of things because it's like... You said it's so hard to pin men down. What do you mean by that? So you would reach out to someone or someone would reach out to you and be like, yeah, hey, let's, you know, hang out. I'm I'm, I'm trying to pretend like I know what people <laughs> do today. It's been like, I don't know, 76 years since I've been not a married person and on a date. And, and then the young men would say, well, like, no, let's just keep it cash. Well, no, it's like, hey, like, I really had fun on our date. Would you like to hang out again? Yeah. And then they don't mention a time. It's hard to pin them down scheduling wise. Huh. And it's on purpose, I think, because they don't know if they necessarily want to get into a relationship and they don't want to give you too much to where you think that they want to get into a relationship. And so it's like we are going to inch super slowly forward, inch by inch. We just want to keep you in a place of of indeterminate ambiguity. Yeah, because it serves their purposes better because then they can keep spreading their seed all around Manhattan and like you can be there with open arms when he returns because he hasn't been texting you so you're so happy when he comes back that you're hype. 
you know, and you're like more affectionate than you would be. It's like a scarcity thing. So rabbis seem to have kind of called dating life in 2023 rather accurately? Yeah, I would say so. And yet you say that when you reach to a point when you're actually in a relationship, this discrepancy sort of flips on its head. How do you explain that? How do you explain the fact that once you're in a relationship, your observation is that most guys are the ones who want to drive the relationship deeper, faster, and sooner? Yeah, because I think I think men get more out of a relationship than women do. Because, like, okay, this is very stereotypical, but, like, women are very nurturing, right? And so if a man is in a relationship with a woman, they become simps. Basically. Define sims for those of our listeners who were born after or before <laughs> a certain point in time. Um, just like head over heels in love, but like kind of in like a cringy way. Like uh-huh. have a little self-respect for yourself. Like okay. have a little distance. They just get really, really into it. And it's because like women are doing all of these things in relationships for men. Like I once cleaned my boyfriend's room in college. Like that's a little like I should not have. He should be cleaning his own room. You know, or like women will be like making the dinner reservations or like making the plans. And like, I just I feel like women help men more in relationships than men help women, because from the woman's perspective, it's like, oh, I'm cleaning my boyfriend's room. I'm making these dinner reservations. I'm doing all of these things for him. And like, is he necessarily participating in like domestic labor at all? Uh, Not really. I'm not super into that. Do I want to move in with him and have to like clean up his dirty socks all the time or do I want like my own apartment where I know that all of my dirty socks are always in my laundry bin? You know, that's really interesting to hear you say that because I would have thought, and again, I am someone who's decades removed from this reality, but I would have thought that 15, 20 years of good feminist education would have changed this balance of power. And, and you're describing something to me that, that is familiar to me from, from the before times, from the dark ages and like the 80s. So I want to know a little bit, what was kind of growing up, what expectations did you have about what dating would look like when you're, you know, finally living on your own in the big city? were they influenced at all by kind of feminist ideas and did contact with reality here in New York in the year 2023 change them at all? Yeah, I mean, I was raised by a single mother, so I did not necessarily witness that much like adult relationships in my life growing up. So (laughs) all of my ideas of what a relationship would be like were from rom-coms yeah i would just mainly bad one so you you have a leg up on me yeah so um definitely a little bit unrealistic in terms of the way that like feminism has changed dating uh i don't think it's made it any better like because you're describing a situation like oh i cleaned my boyfriend's room like if you ask me would a young woman do that i'd say like no she would know that she's i don't even know how to put this she should know that she doesn't have to do stuff for her guy a guy should do stuff for himself Yeah, but the thing is that they don't They're straight up just like pigs. And so it's like if I don't want to go over to a disgusting apartment every weekend, I can either nag or I can do it myself or I can like find the four guys in the entire like New York tri-state area that like is clean. Right. You know, like it is. It is what it is. And it sucks. No, it's entirely frustrating. Like I feel like in the dating market, I'm coming again. Like I just... I'm becoming so much more of a misandrist. Like, I just really hate men so much more the more that I date. And I feel like I'm coming up against this, like, systemic thing where it's, like, I feel like the guys that I want that are, like, clean and, like, aware of, like, the balances of domestic labor and, like, are able to communicate their emotions, I feel like they're literally, and, like, aren't ugly, I feel like there are literally four of them. 
And so because there's like four good men and then like all of the women in New York are like amazing or like 95% of the women in New York are amazing and like all deserve these four men, it's like there's numbers problem. The rabbis sadly would uh, would have agreed. They sort of called it. Uh, Quinn Waller, on, on behalf of all men, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I'm so grateful to you for being our guest. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you're going to enjoy our brand new Take One newsletter even more. Each week, you'll get an extra shot of Talmudic wisdom straight to your inbox. And for those who sign up before Tractate Gittin ends, we'll be raffling off some Take One swag. So make sure to subscribe at tabletm.ag slash Take One Newsletter. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And you could get your Take One t-shirts, mugs, and other amazing form of swag at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramuccia, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.dafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.